Ah, what? How how did you how'd you get how'd in here? How did you get in here? What if something escapes? <laughs> Close the door quickly. All right. Well, while you're here, you may as well join us in the break room. I guess first off, we can start with an announcement, as we at the H West Memorial Mortuary and Laboratories have a new reanimator joining our faculty full time. Hey, I'm Holly. Back again. Happy to be here. She actually just never left. We uh, invited her in for the one guest appearance, and we found her living in the cabinets. I've always been here. Nathan, I'm scared. No, it's good. This is normal. I'm sure she'll be a fine addition. Thank you. Hopefully she'll last longer than the last one. And don't even get me started on the interns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we can pass the time talking about what we've been up to. At least until the next body comes in. Yeah. Do we have anywhere that we're going to be in 2024 all together? And the answer is yes. We're going to be at Chaosium Con April. And then later in the year, Necronomicon in Providence in August. I'm very much looking forward to that. I have not been to a Necronomicon before, but from what I hear, you folks with Into the Darkness sure do tear it up every time. I think it'll be a good time. Schedules are being made for games, and I, I'm looking forward to both of these an awful lot. That's just such mm -hmm. a great time to sit and get all the in-person games in. Oh, sure. And I know, like, Holly, you've talked about running Gatsby and the Great Race. It's like a 10-table multi-palooza. I think 30 yeah. to 50 investigators. That's Tons of people, tons of GMs. Should be a good time. A courageous endeavor. Nothing if not brave. <laughs> What are y'all working on right now? I've got a lot on my plate, as usual. Uh, the most pressing of them is probably Jam Ops 4 for Fists, Discord server. Fists, the game system, meaning freelance infantry infantry strike team. Uh, the theme for this jam is the finish line. So basically, I need to finish this scenario that I've been working on. <laughs> uh, I have been working on a cult scenario set in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. I'm working right now with Golden Goblin Press for an Invictus scenario. Oh, neat. Yeah. yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And another thing that I've just been picking at over the years when I get the inspiration is a modern-day Pulp Cthulhu campaign that I have uh, set. And I'm, it's, a, it's, it's a monumental challenge i've set for myself hey my evil knievel knockoff is rare he's to waiting. go he's, he's waiting. waiting yeah so like i think the just like the small premise of it is that the investigators are all part of this investigator organization called um smite and <laughs> smite stands for supernatural malefactor uh xp halidocious <laughs> supernatural <laughs> malefactor investigation and threat and elimination so it's uh it's like i'm thinking that it's gonna be more like fast and furious the bond films of yeah Heck just yeah. goofy i've enjoyed playing what you've written of it so yeah holly got a sneak peek of the first scenario and... was family the most important thing family it always is maybe can't give too much away <laughs> and then I've also been working on a Deadlands scenario that I promised Matthew Sanderson that I'd run for him at Necronomicon. And then last but not least, I have been preparing to run Pathfinder 
uh, Kingmaker for Pathfinder 2nd Edition for the RPG Reanimators. I'm desperate to play more Pathfinder 2e. It's such a good system, man. I've never actually played Pathfinder before. I've run the beginner box a couple of times. I'm really excited. I am in love with the three-action economy. That was really clean. I'm I'm ready. I spent four years playing first edition, so I'm ready to see what second edition holds. It's a lot smoother is my understanding. <laughs> um, well, I'm not personally writing anything right now, but it is a resolution of mine to do so. Uh, I only just dipped my toes into scenario writing in the last year with the Delta Green Shotgun Scenario Contest. I was pretty pleased with um, the scenario I wrote for that, so hopefully more to come in the in the year. You got great feedback from the community around that. Yeah, it was nice. This year, I'm uh, I'm working on some Vason, Vesson, who knows how to say it, not me. Uh, that's some stuff. I have a small mini campaign. You should I'm just sneeze working. each time. Yeah. I'm working on some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 so yeah, I I want to get another round of play testing with that through kind of going for that mini campaign of four about four hour long scenarios and then uh working through some uh scenario writing with lex on a creepy house scenario that uh, really has us burning our brains i love a good spooky house but my adhd does not as every time that nathan's like oh yeah we need to work on that i'm like yeah Oh, but hang on. I have this idea. Just real quick. I mean, I got to get something down. And but yeah, no, I'm I'm liking the way that it's shaping up. I hopefully it can be something that we can try running at Chaosium Con. So that way yeah. Nathan and I could independently get notes on it. Um, hopefully it'll be fun. It's difficult to bring something not unlike House of Leaves into a Call of Cthulhu type format but not something that is just going to leave GMs going and just improvise, improvise, improvise. Right. What does this look like? It's something weird. It's different. I don't know. Besides that, it's I have a few other scenarios that I've been wanting to wrap up, um, hopefully to take Matt Sanderson's advice and play test them at conventions and whatnot. One that should just be pretty short and sweet basically takes place at New Year's Eve at a Korean diner. The players would be playing the staff and then a Delta Green cell comes in to celebrate their recent, what they think is a victory. And everything proceeds to hit the fan in a building full of sharp objects and gas burners at every table in the front lobby. So it's just home alone with K barbecue. <laughs> I'm going to use that as a tagline. You kidding me? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little surprised it's not a Denny's with our Delta Green history. Well, it's it, uh, it came up to me because... This has been maybe three years in a row that it has been New Year's Eve and my partner's like, I want, I want to go out. I want to go eat. I want to go out. <laughs> and it's like, well, no place is fucking open. And it's like, well, there's this Korean barbecue. Great. So we took her mom out New Year's Eve and I was just looking at all the gas burners and empty tables and thinking, you know, it would really fuck things up in here. And this just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> if a bunch of paranoid Delta Green agents on the verge of a nervous breakdown happened to come in. Uh, another one that takes place in a radio station. And then one I'm stuck on. I would love to make a scenario kind of based on 12 Angry Men where the players are the jurors. And everything mm. is just going to rely more on they can request handouts 
at any time. So they're going to stay in the room for deliberation, but then can pick apart details from what may not be quite as much of an open and shut case. And I want to call it Arkham's Razor because I love a good pun. <laughs> that sounds actually really cool that the yeah. players can request the handouts. Yeah, and it's like they can get them and like maybe the handouts may change or something. I don't know. It's I, I really need to think of how to how to run that. I can imagine at the table you'd have it all in like a manila envelope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, like Holly and Alex, uh, I also submitted a Delta Green shotgun scenario this year for Rive. And quite frankly, I shouldn't have made it a shotgun scenario because it's just too darn big. As I tried my best to filter it down to that 1500 word limit, and all of the critiques in my feedback were. Uh, it's just there wasn't a lot of detail it's kind of too much uh, too little to go on i'm like yeah so hopefully i can send out the director's cut maybe post it on our website or something and i guess besides writing i'm still running holly and her group through uh impossible landscapes um and i'm about to start a run of masks with alex Ooh. as another character in that a good friend riley krueger who's also a discotonic uh repository writer He's going to be running us through masks of Nier Lafitep. I'm really excited. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. It's always so hard to avoid spoilers, especially for the big ticket scenarios, like still haven't read um, Orient Express, anything like that. So it'll be really exciting to see what all the hubbub is about. Yeah, we're running it uh, low pulp, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Buckle it's charcoal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring some extra characters. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything that we're currently reading? I'm looking for maximum eye rolls as I bring out my improv books. Mm. <laughs> uh, I've been really getting into Will Hines's writing. Uh, he's a comedian from the UCB uh, in New York and L.A. And so he's got a really good sort of writing style for kind of like software nerds like me to really look at and encompass one of the books he wrote with uh billy Merritt is actually produced as like a little fable story and it kind of walks through some of the fundamentals of improv in a, a pretty approachable way so i've just been really enjoying looking at that and kind of seeing how that relates to things like tin candles or other very improv heavy games on the other side of that i'm reading uh some Simbarum setting books that i found for cheap at half price hey. holy cow i love it it's dark it's uh it's so cool so that's it, another from free league right yep okay yep. what's the setup for that one because there's several from free league that it's like uh Simbarum, coriolis uh, and something mm -hmm. else that it's like i know that those are other allegedly good games that i just yeah, they all blend together to me yeah and how dark does it get uh it gets pretty dark think uh sort of haunted cursed forest and there's a bit of human civilization at the edge of it there's a fair bit of interesting faction play between some people that fled basically a necromantic war and they're pushing up against the people that kind of lived in harmony with the forest and so they're pushing them out and then there's the elves in the forest who are very strange and their basic goal is basically kill anybody that gets in the forest. They shouldn't be here. And of course, you have treasure hunters that want to go in. You've got really interesting border conflicts. 
looks like a pretty simple system looks very bleak with a lot of themes of like corruption and just low level sort of uh combat it looks pretty cool i I would like to run some of it we'll see what happens and the opposite of that is the ultraviolet grasslands books and the uh synthetic dream machine zines that luca rajic is bringing out they are trippy as hell (laughs) it's like acid trip oregon trail and they're so fun to read and i really want to run them because there's it's like oh this city is run by intelligent cats they're tell you know they're telepathic too but that's the starting point and then you travel out into this weird world and try and uh, get to the end point and he's done a lot of very just fun to read supplements beautiful art too and the last i'm reading drama llamas the kickstarter I finally got through a few months back and I, I got to the book. It's by Buttonkin Games and it is a show about reality star drama llamas. And you basically all play llamas in this and you have the asides to cameras. There's some interesting mechanics for actually trying to push each other kind of out of the spotlight or take the episode. Hmm. And it it looks fun. It's very kind of goofy, but uh I think it'd be a neat run. Yeah, speaking of Goofy, we should be getting Garbage and Glory in soon, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm very excited. Ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) I love all these animal-themed RPGs. Mm -hmm. I'm down. Wait, what is Garbage and Glory? Is that like raccoons? It's exactly. It is raccoon adventuring. You dive in to get loot for Like, you get trash can lids for shields, and you're questing. You fight against possums and other sorts of bandit animals trying to take loot, which is just a bunch of garbage. I only read through a little bit of the rules, but it just sounded like a hoot. Mm. Um, Right now, I've been on a roller coaster ride for reading lately, um, as will be pretty evident by my uh, choices. So I started off with Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Bazterica, and I apologize, I probably murdered that name. Um, but it's a pretty horrific look at you know, the meat industry, and the it kind of poses the question of what would happen if meat were no longer viable because disease. And so it's the story of raising people mm-hmm. to be... Uh, slaughtered for food and the the point of view is a person who works in a slaughterhouse and it's just like the the language around dehumanizing people and it's it is it's a really good it's one of those like read it once and never read it again because it's um very thought-provoking and Mm -hmm. also just incredibly upsetting that sounds disturbing i've heard it's good but it is really hard the like the final line in the book just like i i had to sit in a dark hole for a little while and just like oh, regain no. yeah it was just so it, it's a incredible book but it is so upsetting um yeah so yeah kind of recommend it but like go in full <laughs> eyes open there's probably a lot of content warnings to that one mm-hmm. um then i i turned to camp damascus from the infamous chuck tingle for something a little more cheerful it, you know it a, it is a little bit more cheerful tender is the flesh but uh so you know we we all know chuck tingle is kind of this humorous um erotic novelist um but he turned to a more serious topic of 
conversion therapy and turned it into a horror novel that hmm. makes it it's not a very hard read um it's a it's a heavy topic but he kind of he approaches it in a way that is i guess respectful of the queer community and the struggles but also not so difficult to read that it's like you don't want to read it kind of like tinder is flesh <laughs> so i would recommend it it's a good book it's a good horror novel um and it's also it's up on spotify where they now if you have a spotify premium subscription you can listen to audiobooks i'm currently about halfway through it i think listening to it that way yeah so yeah i, do, I definitely recommend that and then of course after those two books i had to you know swing left a little bit and choose something a little bit happier so i finished reading some cozy fantasy books um i started with the la lattes and legends yes i was just about to ask if you by that. um travis baldry and then um bone dust and bookshops and bone dust bone dust and bookshops uh, it's very it's just i needed something quiet and cozy it's about like an adventurer basically retiring from their adventuring life and setting up a coffee shop in a little town it's very very cute very cozy mm -hmm. um i am currently reading before the coffee gets cold and I will look up the author for that really quickly. Um, Toshikazu Kawaguchi. It's um, a Japanese story about a coffee shop in which people can go and travel in time back to have conversations with people that have already died. Hmm. But you can't leave the coffee shop and your conversation has to finish before the coffee gets cold. And then you come back. So it's just basically like putting a bow on maybe the people that you didn't get to say goodbye to or that you felt like you needed to say something to, but you can't anymore because they're not here. So I haven't finished it, but it is, it's been a very delightful read. As far as RPGs go, I've been reading Badge Quest, which is about Girl Scouts, kind of like okay. a horror a little, oh. you know scooby-doo horror so not you know not intense horror um but yeah you, you play girl scouts trying to like investigate haunted houses and things like that it seems like a very fun looking forward to trying that soon it's so wholesome it's yeah. yes i've been needing wholesome in my life <laughs> no I, I feel it, you i do the same uh, thing not tender is the flesh yeah after tender is the flesh i need like a year of wholesome <laughs> that's pretty much with me is i read like way too many hard horror books and then it's like I need to reread Legends and Lattes for the third time because my heart is hurting right now. And finally, just to put a cap on it, um, also working through The Blessed and the Blasphemous, which is a new um, Call of Cthulhu campaign set during World War II in North Africa, which I think is a very interesting setting. Hmm. So looking forward to trying that out. Nice. I'm currently reading A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay, and I think he's a Massachusetts native. And I'm enjoying the uh, mixed narrative that uh, it's written in. And I'm also reading The Unhappiness of Being a Single Man by Franz Kafka, which is a collection of his short stories, which are a lot more digestible than his longer works. <laughs> that sounds kind of heavy, too, though, is it? No, it's a very humorous story. Oh, okay, good. Okay, that's nice. And it's only, I believe, one page. Oh wow! Uh, the, actually, oh, the, the, wow. the title story, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a lot more of the shorter stories. How many end up with people turning into bugs? <laughs> no, <laughs> so funny. How much? <laughs> none, that none I've read so far. <laughs> I've got to ask. 
how are you enjoying Head Full of Ghosts? I quite enjoyed, uh, I'm enjoying what I've read so far. The only experience I've had with Paul Tremblay is his um, short story collection, The Beast You Are, I believe. Okay. Uh, the Beast You Are. And they actually were satisfying to me. They It wasn't quite horror. It left me with a feeling of just like longing and feeling melancholy. I was left with moods by these stories. And feelings? I hate it. Yeah. Okay. I'll... I'll wait for your full review, but I'll take it under consideration. I have yeah. heard a lot about Paul Tremblay is often talked about around horror circles. And my local library had a copy of the Paul Bearers Club. And I would like those 13 hours of my life back from the <laughs> audiobook. I actually, um, sorry, just to interrupt. Go ahead. I was at Barnes & Noble and I was looking at the horror section. And this, uh, the manager there, I think Lisa, she she went up to me because she overheard me talking with a friend about like House of Leaves. And she's like, oh, you're going to love this book because I can tell you're one of the, the smart horror fans. I'm like, does that imply the existence of dumb horror fans? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. And she just like, she just <laughs> nodded her head very deeply. Like, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's And I don't mean to imply that the audiobook was bad. It also used the mixed narratives. And I always love whenever audiobooks have different actors for the different characters mm. in it. Oh, yeah, it just, great. I can't recommend Paul Bear's Club. It felt like a very long book where nothing really happened. And it relies mm. a lot on like the unreliable narrator. Is he actually seeing monsters? Is he just a fucking loser? But like, <laughs> it, it just, it, it was a lot of... Ah, done I'll, I'll get back to you on it for sure yeah it's nice um i'm currently about halfway through just like home by sarah galley and it's really interesting i'm using it for some more inspiration for nathan's house scenario the narrator and protagonist is the daughter of an infamous serial killer who hmm. brought people back to their home and killed them in the basement like underneath the girl's bed um, he was taken to prison whenever she was like a teenager and all the media explosion around it. Like they invited this author in to talk about it. And the author set him up as this new Charles Manson figure. And so now her mother was terribly abusive and kicked her out of the house when she was 16 and kept inviting these people in who like celebrated this mass murderer. So like now there's plastic over everything. They can tour his bedroom and like lay on the bed to breathe the same air he breathed. Like it's all weird and gross. Her mom is finally dying. And so this is the first time she's been back to her house since then. And like the neighborhood, everyone hates her because like he killed a lot of the people in the place that they're living in. And one of these fans of her serial killer dad is in the house doing a spiritual medium painting of the things in there. And someone keeps leaving her notes in her dad's handwriting. And this guest swears that it's not him. There's a weird supernatural and like the house is a living thing element to it. It's intriguing. Definitely the writing style is, uh, it's really interesting. Sounds good. Y'all read some dark shit. Yeah, I kind of want to check this out now. <laughs> I, I got like chills. Nice. Um, oh, I'll be here all day with Rex. Um, another one I'm reading is The Immaculate Void by Brian Hodges. 
this one is actually weirdly difficult to get a hold of. Um, you need to email him and like set up a way to purchase it from there. If I recall correctly, it was a few years ago. Apparently his publisher was like funneling money off of the book. And so he had oh like hard stop on it and they took the rights to the book. So you can't get oh. copies of it easily at all. And so that's why like I had to reach out to him directly. Anyways, it's really interesting. I can't comment on it, but it's big cosmic horror in terms of uh, oh. like, an asteroid hits one of Jupiter's moons, Europa, that no one was really anticipating. And then a few months later, Europa's gone. Like it's swallowed in on itself. And it has something to do with a boy who believed he was a plant from a planet that the sky should have been orange, who I'm now seeing another thread, was also murdered by a serial killer <laughs> and it's doing that classic thing of like all of these seemingly disparate events are connected and um really interesting in there getting into the cosmic horror you know reminds me of uh fisherman by john langan so i'm reading more of his short stories mm -hmm. is wide carnivorous guy great love him yeah and then just a huge stack of other books some of the recent ones that i finished i'd super recommend for short ones intercepts by tj tyne is really fun um the government is up to their tricks again and is putting people in extreme <laughs> sensory deprivation. They cannot see, cannot feel anything. They're kind of flopping around in these cells. They have to put mittens on their hands because otherwise they'll keep scratching their face until they get to the bone trying to feel something. And then they strap them in a chair and kind of clockwork orange blast them with all these images for like government targets. And it's a way to kind of force a little psychic uh -huh. connection thing. But the more that they do it, sometimes they're getting a little, they're picking up a little bit more each time. And uh, one of them gets loose. And it was another one kind of Holly, like you were saying, the last line of the book completely changed it. Like it's, it was all like, oh, wow, this is good. Oh no. Um, I can't spoil oh it. God. I super recommend it. It's like 200 pages. And then I just finished reading The Har by David Sodergren. Really cute old Scottish lady is living in this picturesque Scottish town that a billionaire is trying to buy up all the real estate around them to build a golf course. So the only people that are still there are the old curmudgeons that don't want to ruin the landscape. And the lady picks up a sea monster. And they have a pretty fun relationship and hmm. he needs to eat. It's <laughs> extremely gory, very funny and kind of sweet and a little bittersweet at the end of it. Uh, I recommend Holly. It might hit a little bit of your um, getting a slight break from tender is the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'll check it out. <laughs> All right. Maybe switching the visual media, any movies or shows that we've watched or recommend well i happen to know lex just watched incantation which is one of the ones i watched last year and really liked yeah so how'd you like it i loved it it's it hit so many of the high notes that i love in asian horror films and did them all extremely well like of course it has its highs and lows like any movie mm -hmm. um but it did something very interesting with a sort of meta horror for the viewer. 
you know, in like Ring, it's people watching the movie within the context of the movie have things happen. In this one, it's you. And mm. I absolutely loved it. There was a really yeah. fun trick at the end of it I enjoyed. Yeah, it's it's got some really good visuals. I, I'd agree that some of the plot is a little... It, it hits a couple that aren't great, but a lot of the scares are really good. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of was on a kick of that with uh, the wailing. That was another really, really good, decently messed up one. The wailing, I would have loved if it ended like yeah. five minutes earlier. Yeah, that's that one went a little... I always like a movie that leaves that kind of ambiguous ending to it. And it's just having everything spelled out. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Would have been a little stronger. Mm -hmm. um, I watched The Ring uh, and the original uh, Ringu. Yeah, really holds God up. I never I watched the them. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'd never I watched them. I love The Ring. I've actually oh never God. seen Ringu and I've never seen The Grudge. Good. That's, I've I'm seen The Grudge. Bad horror fan. But... I need to watch this. Yeah, it's it's one of those kind of classics that I think for a lot of us that was, you know, growing up, that was the one hit mm -hmm. and just missed me. I know, Alex, you speak for you're yourself, so much younger. <laughs> I made my mom take the television out of my room. That movie scared the shit out of 14 year old Holly. It was awful. <laughs> Wonderful. And the different versions are good. Which I was surprised by is sometimes you the remake isn't worth it or then it kind of undoes the original, but they're both worth watching. Yeah. They're they're different. Uh, didn't feel that way about uh, the Pulse. Uh, the original was the stronger of them, but hey, you know, it's you can watch both if you like. Can, can I make a confession? Mm -hmm. I have never made it all the way through Pulse. That's okay. I have tried watching it two or three times and i get about halfway through it and it is it's interesting it's good it's just really slow and i don't yes. know if it's just mm. my poor attention span that i just no that's it's intentional that's kind of i think what they were going for it is not a shock like scare kind of well movie. not even that but like there's nothing to really maintain my interest i'm just like everyone that i don't know people seem to be acting a little flat and it's just yeah. By the time that I'm like, ooh, this is interesting, and then it's over, I'm like, wait, I don't know anything that's happening now. Yeah, I I liked the themes of it, but I could see, I think somewhat intentionally, they went a little flat. Uh, it kind of ties in with some of the uh, the themes that go throughout. It's worth a watch, but yeah, if you don't if you don't make it halfway through, there's at least some good stuff in the first half. Oh like, yeah, oh, that's kind of creepy. The, the first part in the apartment, I really enjoyed yeah. that. And then uh, Impedigore was the last one of kind of that run that I did that I, I really enjoyed of just uh, kind of rural horror for, uh, I don't actually know where it's from exactly, but... I haven't heard of uh, it. Yeah, it's uh, a girl going back to kind of claim an inheritance in this house that she grew up in, and she brings her friend along, and the natives are all white, concerned with her and it's uh it's a really interesting like fish out of water type thing that's uh got some really good visuals so wait you're telling me this person had a relative who died and mm -hmm. left them a last requested inheritance <laughs> so they gather some friends to go to this place uh, uh not it's not quite what you think in that um 
not so much rich, not so much a lot of friends. It's uh no private investigators. I I can't imagine it had a huge budget, but the <laughs> setting is interesting. I also know Lex you watched Talk to Me, which I also just watched recently. Have the other two? Have you seen No this? spoilers. No I've spoilers. I've seen it. It's so good. Yeah, no spoilers. It is fucking great. Yep. It has been my favorite horror movie of 2023. Like, Incantation is a close wow. second. All right. It, it, like, it, it like wraps itself up in just a satisfying, succinct, <laughs> like, whole story with potential for other movies check it out and that's yeah matt sanderson was saying that there have a prequel and a sequel in the works which i think that they they did excellently well with it because they drop you right in the middle of things they hint that no one really knows how it started and so there's plenty of room on either side and something that i absolutely loved with it is it didn't explain the things were happening in the plot and it trusted the viewer to figure it out. And so mm -hmm. whenever someone is getting fucked with, you be like, whoa, wait a second. And then now you can see the actual sort of uh, the things that are going on. And yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah, really loved it. Great A24 film. I know that the directors <laughs> yeah. did like YouTube first. Yeah, this was their first movie. Like it's that. such a yeah. strong debut. Awesome. Check it out. Yeah, it's shot really interesting. Has some it, it's it ties kind of the main premise in with some interesting themes that I think hit home pretty well to uh drug use, that sort of thing. That it was really interesting. Uh but speaking of noticing things, uh I'm also watching Poker Face, the I think it's on Peacock show with Natasha Leone. Is she the actress from Russian Doll? Yes. She is. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, she's great. Um if you liked her in that, you'll like her in this because she's kind of the same nice. character she's natasha lyon smokes a lot uh, talk but... really fast and got that little uh -huh. voice okay yeah great but it's kind of like uh the whole premise of it is she has the ability to tell when someone's lying she always knows if she sees you face to face she knows if you're lying or not she doesn't know why you're lying she doesn't know exactly what it is but she's got a like a bullshit detector and she's really not a genius like she's an okay detective. So the setup of all of the episodes, and I won't spoil any of the uh, the plot is you really get like the first 10 minutes is the murder. So you see it, you know exactly who did it, how it was done. They seed in a lot of clues and then they go back in time a little bit and you get to see how Natasha Leone's character fit into the background and you never really saw her, but she knows usually the person that got murdered and then she has to solve it and it wraps up it's episodic so you know there's a there's a long plot but it kind of keeps it moving with the murder of the week they're super entertaining hmm. uh for me i am i just finished watching fall of the house of usher and my god mike flanagan did it again what an incredible <laughs> show he can't uh, no keep spoilers. getting away with it's it good. No spoilers to to Alex. it's really good you have to watch it um, a non-spoiler kind of easy premise is that it tells the story of the fall of the Usher family with each episode being dedicated to one character and their downfall. And each story is a, a different Poe story. So like the black cat makes an appearance, a telltale heart. It, I won't go into any further, but yeah. So each one of them is a different Poe story in itself. Uh, which was incredible and i loved it so much and they did a yeah they did a great job with those stories and also something that was really fun 
if you enjoy or if you were also an edgy teenager and read a lot of Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe as a theater kid in high yeah, school, me. there you go. You're going to pick up on a lot of really fun references oh, yeah. they have sprinkled yeah. throughout. It's like uh, the name of the company is a character in one of the stories. Again, not getting into spoilers, um, but there's tons of stuff in there. Yeah, I, I went I went through a deep dive because I didn't read a lot of Poe. I found him kind of laborious, which I know is a hot take. But um, I how yeah, dare I, you insult my edgy high school self that had a crow so I, I had a good, but I had a really good time going through and like seeing the the things I missed because there are like stories within stories mm -hmm. too. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. So yeah, amazing. Watch it, Alex. As soon as you can, so we can all talk about it, please. Uh, other than that, finally finishing The Last of Us it took me forever to finish, which is insane because it's such a great show. I love it so much. I loved the video game, which was incredible. Nick Offerman is amazing in it. And shout out to his Emmy. Uh, yeah, so so him. happy. Absolutely, everybody's good in it. It's it's just such a great show, mm -hmm. heartbreaking and wonderful all at the same time. I still need to finish it. I did that thing where we watched up until we caught up with the weekly release. And then I was just like, oh, I'm just going to wait until they're all released. Yeah. And the enthusiasm difficult. died. And yeah, I think I'm stuck at like four. It's so much. The, the, the game itself was so good. I can't bring myself to play the second one because I know how it ends. And it's like, I, I'm not ready for that. It's mm. been years that I'm like, I'm not ready for that heartache. So I can't do it. Um, the Expanse, working my way through that, trying to finish it out this year. Incredible sci-fi. If you've never seen it, it's um, a really really good sci-fi well i would say it's it's a political drama that mm. is has a sci-fi backdrop to it so if you've never watched it it's it's a very very good show that just makes me want to watch battlestar galactica again have you seen the expanse lex that's another one that i mm. have watched the first season okay. of the expanse three times because it's i'm like okay i need to follow along because something's important and then my attention yeah, you wanders can't, you can't you can't look and then away. i'm like what you the fuck and yeah it's ugh. it demands your full attention um and also just a little shout out to cocaine bear which was a dumb fun <laughs> movie like it was silly but it was funny you know nothing special but i watched it recently that's got to be a premise for a scenario right like somebody has to have done a cocaine bear Call of Cthulhu. Scenario. No, all you need like to do a... is do Honey Heist with cocaine bears. <laughs> oh I'm just imagining what a cocaine shoggoth would do. <laughs> That's your That's next right. con game. Cocaine shoggoth. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, no. Nathan already picked my like top two favorite movies to talk <laughs> about first, but um, a couple of others that I really, really enjoyed. I finally watched The Void and wholeheartedly recommend it. It's if y'all have not seen it, it is like, I think it was in 2017 or 2018 and completely flew under my radar, but it is prime cosmic horror. It has tons of body horror. It's fucking weird. It's like John Carpenter's The Thing with a bit of Event Horizon and some Clive Barker thrown in. Like it's absolutely nailed it really enjoyed it and then in terms of a less in your face really fun cosmic horror i recently watched when evil lurks which is good but also very hard good. in a very yeah. different way and i think something that it's you know between when evil lurks and incantation you know nathan some of the other ones that you had talked about 
is I really like with a lot of these foreign films is really exemplifying that less is more. Yeah. And sometimes, like there, there is a scene, I won't get into spoilers and when evil lurks with, with a dog, and there is a sound that comes after it. You know what's happening off screen. There's no gore, but it is traumatic to hear. And like also with, you know, incantation, just like seeing that there is something happening off screen and letting your imagination do the trick to it. Oh, so good. <laughs> but um, it does a lot of good. Uh, just when you think like, oh, that's scary and messed up. It immediately raises the stakes again and punches you. It's really good with the one, too. The, the biggest thing that I'll say, just as my little caveat to when evil lurks, is the protagonist is a dumbass. Don't <laughs> expect to watch it and be like, oh, yeah, they're going to figure it out. It's like I, I recognized about halfway through it is you're sort of watching a tragedy unfold. And the, the main character is a fucking dumbass. And you are going to watch him ruin everything. And it's basically like he's a player in a game. It, you, but sure. Yes, correct. A, a player. Is he ten candles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another one that I thought was different. Uh, I watched Pontypool the other day for some more inspiration on another scenario. Essentially, it's a small town radio station doing daily broadcast, and they get these odd bits coming in that people are behaving strangely. They're moving in packs. They're all crowding around these buildings, barging in. Then they start killing themselves and each other and reaching through and ripping themselves apart. And they keep repeating things and like not getting into too much of spoilers for it. It was a really unique premise for contagion and spreading that mm -hmm. overall the movie was enjoyable. It was another that felt like a low budget film, but you know, it was entertaining. I just feel like they didn't quite stick the landing and it needed a little more time in the oven. Hard agree. Yeah. Like the ending was kind of like, huh, okay, but doesn't detract <laughs> from the uniqueness of it. Um, I, I heard it was good. So that's definitely on my list. It's worth a watch. I don't think it was too long of a movie either. It's super so. short. It's like an hour. It's really short. No, that's not bad. So the films I watched recently was another A24 film, The Iron Claw, which is like about um, a wrestling family, the Von Eric hmm. brothers. And it's actually super depressing because... <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a good film. It was, it was well done. And... Uh, I also saw last year Old Boy in Theaters because of uh, the release of the 4K, just special mm. edition. And I believe it's on Netflix now. Uh, Old Boy is one of my all-time favorite films. I know you've talked just... about how much you love Josh Brolin in it. <laughs> no, not that one. Not the 2012. <laughs> Do not. I also saw it in theaters. It's, it's a good movie. Don't watch you? it with your family. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't make the mistake I did. <laughs> Alex, you gotta stop. Like, you gotta start watching happier movies. Both of your ones here, they sound like downers. Yeah, I, I've, I have exquisite tastes. Um, <laughs> uh, well, well, what else? What else? Um, so what are we playing this year? Either just video games or tabletops. Just recently ran Morkborg. And Lord, I want to play more of that and more Cyborg. It's, you didn't kill me, Nathan. I 
That's why oh. he's got to run more. He's got to do it. Next time. You'll I'm get him next so time. angry. Every time I go in, I go, I'll be brutal this time. I'll hurt them. And my players just roll their dice. And it's like, ah, uh, a 12, never seen it. Never even close. 19, 20, 18. Ooh. Ridiculous. Um, also prepping to run some more Besson because it's a great system, great setting. Love it. Uh, on the other hand, prepping for impossible landscapes and giving myself a slight heart attack that's coming back on. It's been like six, seven months since we last wow. played. So yeah, it's a brutal time. The uh, the recap alone, I'm worried about. And I have players messaging me about their new characters and mm. stuff they want to do. And I, I'm this is a 20 balls in the air juggle type thing here, but I'm excited for it. Who's doing the recap? I know I'm in your game. I... You're doing it, Alex. Good luck. <laughs> you. Yeah, it's you. Holy shit. Dude, I can't I was wait. assuming I'd do the recap because oh, okay, it's been it's please. been way too long. There's a there's a gap of time where it's just like, yeah. I assume you remember nothing <laughs> and we're going in blind. And that's we fine. We need to finish it because I can't wait to read it I and I can't wait to run it for my own home group. I feel exactly I the same way. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the last one. Yeah, speaking of like cozy things, we talked about Wander Home. We've been playing a little yeah. bit of that. It's very nice to just have a low stakes, what are we going to do this week kind of game. You no say that, and stakes. then we had the blacksmithing village where everyone had died in a war and it was depressing as hell. <laughs> At least there's no prep. Yeah, you got that going <laughs> that's, for you. That's why it's low stress. <laughs> yeah, very you nice. Know, it's a very nice game. It's very Ghibli that way, though, yeah, right? For sure. Even in that, like, yeah, it's depressing, but you you have heart to hearts. People change. It's it's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more Wander Home. We need to get a game going. Mm -hmm. Our last game accidentally turned into Honey Heist, which was good. It was yeah. fun, just in a different way. <laughs> yeah, different vibes. I'm ready to get back into it. On my end, I'm running a Cold Fire Within for my local players who are really enjoying the pulp. It's not. You know, we're, we're coming off of Two-Headed Serpent, so it's a little mm -hmm. bit different vibes, but we're still, you know, we're enjoying it. We're having fun. We're taking advantage of the psychic powers in the pulp rules, so <laughs> what, that's uh, a good time. What's the time uh, that that's set in? 30s. Okay. Also in the mm -hmm. 30s, yeah. Uh, playing in Lex's Impossible Landscapes, and like Alex, I am eager not to hurry up and finish it, because I do want to see it to its natural conclusion, but um, I would <laughs> love to run it for some people that I play with. So dying for that. And doing it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I cannot <laughs> stop myself from sad, depressing content. Um, uh, I tried out Bluebeard's Bride this past year with Nathan and Alex. Uh pretty heavy topic, but I really um I appreciated kind of the different mechanics of the game and just the ideas of how like how you play it and the actual content and what it covers is very interesting. So I want to play. It sticks with that. you. Yeah. That one really stuck with me for a while. I still think back kind of on some of the, the way it ran and mechanics yeah. is like, it's, oh. it's difficult for a GM. We'll have to do like an episode on it. It's, it's hard on the GM because it's almost a hundred percent improv on the GM's part. So it's, it can be a very difficult game to run, but it's, it's very interesting. Morgan mm. did a great job when he ran it for us. He did. Like yep. I can't, I can't forget the the scene he did like the bathtub. Oh yeah, that was, was just, incredible. Yeah. 
on a lighter side, I've been working my way through all of the Nancy Drew video games, which are mm. incredibly fun and lighthearted investigative games that, you know, they're written for like teenage ish. If you set it to like the hard difficulty, then it's, you know, it's actually a decent challenge and okay. I, I've had a good time with it. They're fun. There's a bunch of them and they're cheapest chips on steam. So <laughs> I've also been playing some video games. I've been playing Lethal Company, which is how is that? I've seen a lot of just wacky videos pop up on. Oh, Instagram. it's so goofy! You're you're just playing as this minimum wage first scrapper who's just picking, going into these like horribly monster infested abandoned factories in order to just pick up scrap for like dollars <laughs> to bring them back to the ship and the scrapyard to get the money. And there's just all manners of just horrible ways to die. Like, there's, like, landmines, automated machine gun turrets. There's this thing that, like, just looks at you, and if you don't notice it, it'll just sneak up behind you and just snap your neck and drag you away. Oh, the PT. The best, okay. Yes. The best thing about it is that it's meant to be played with local voice. Mm -hmm. So hmm. your voice is going to be projected in the environment. It echoes in the hallways. And when your neck gets snapped and you get dragged away, you be like, oh. and then you're, you're the players who are with you look around, they shit their pants because it's, it's horrible. Because yeah, it cuts out your oh, audio no. along with it. Yep. <laughs> I have also been running Pathfinder Second Edition's uh, Adventure Path Abomination Vaults, which is a mega dungeon for cool my game. home group, and I've been using the Foundry module, the official Foundry module with like built-in battle maps with like multiple layers and it's just beautiful yeah i'm running that too for a local group and yeah that foundry module mm -hmm. amazing yep so built-in lights it's got like upper layers and bottom layers so like you can see your token go underneath the cobwebs and like the overhang music arches. yeah music yeah. when you approach certain things like it'll yep. play the sound of something breathing yep I've I'm had using... players a couple times go, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I actually got the Foundry module for Kingmaker, too. So expect that same quality Ooh, when I run it. Nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. Unfortunately, I have not had the time to play video games. I think I've been reading too many fucked up books, which, I mean, I guess, <laughs> kind of good, kind of bad. Um, I'm looking forward to having a chance to run some more cyborg because i have an addiction to buying expansions and <laughs> adventures for cyborg and Morkborg online if mm -hmm. christian icorn publishes anything instant back i, ah. I have an unhealthy stack of books i'd like to go through with there that's nathan ran us through cyborg oh gosh well, last year bit. it's been a yep. while and i absolutely love the system i think that it has it's a little beefier than Morkborg, but also the characters are a little beefier, so you have some more staying power and can kind of invest in your PC a bit more. The rules, while they're a, they're a bit more, it's because there's more things that you can do, but they're all very straightforward. They're all really simple. And I mean, generally, if you don't know what to do, roll a d20 and then make something up. But um, yeah, absolutely loved it. I if I can really get into it, I feel like it would be a great system to run Cyberpunk Red Adventures with, mm -hmm. because I hear a lot of critiques about it, and I think that Cyborg can be a great kind of general cyberpunk system. Um, 
Alex, I promise I'm going to run you through Alien Chariot of the Gods one of these days. I need to get it done. <laughs> oh, we just we just have so much on our plates right now. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, adding to the list, need to do some Brindlewood Bay. Mm-hmm. I really want to play more Bedlam Hall. Holly, yes. I still need to get back in touch with you about the wedding scenario. Yes, let's write it. Yeah, because it's going to be real fun. Nice. Is there anything else we're looking forward to this year, 2024? I am ready for True Detective Season 4. Me too. The setting looks awesome. The cast looks awesome. So, yeah, super ready for that. Comes out very, very soon. Is Season 3 worth picking back up on? Because Season 2 hurt me. And I I just have yes. not followed back. The up. hierarchy of True Detective right now is the best by far is season one, one. which is incredible. I would doubt um, you if you said anything else. Season three, solid, but you know, doesn't compare to season one, but solid. And then season two. So. <laughs> and then four that is yet to be released. And then season yeah, two. Yet to be Looking ranked. forward to seeing what four is. Yep. Looking um, forward other than that, to it. Ooh. conventions uh we got we've got the two that we're all going to necronomicon chaosium con i've got two board game conventions i'm going to i'm nice. so excited y'all it's going to be a great nice. year for gaming i'm very excited very nice yeah i'm really excited for chaosium con this year because it's happens to be nearby where i live and so we bullied holly into finally getting a ticket and coming up to it ah, you did. <laughs> so i'm really excited we're going to try and run an in-person game of 10 candles and take some of our advice from an episode that may be coming out before <laughs> or after this release depending on how quickly i edit things um yeah no i'm excited yeah i'm looking forward to trying out new great food in the greater boston area i had uh at the end of the year, I had this 18-course omakase, which is like a Japanese-style 18-course uh, meal where the chef hand-makes the, the food and presents it, and it was, it was amazing. So I want more of that. That sounds like a like an all-day thing. Oh, it was, it was two take? hours. It was two hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Because the, each dish, right, is just one piece of sushi. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's, I see. It's so decadent. It's so good. That sounds really good. That is yeah. one of my high point memories is um, I, before starting grad school, I backpacked around Japan for about a month. And that was one of my goals as I went to uh, Tsukiji Market starting at like 6 a.m. And it was already packed, but I managed to do the same, getting an omakase from one of the sushi vendors there with the chef just making it each one as they came. And you do that it right was, in front of you. Oh, so good. Yep. Well, I'm really looking forward to cons, just like everybody else. Uh, it's going to be a blast. We've had fun at both of those. So really just doing a lot more gaming and making a dent in all these Kickstarters I keep backing and games I keep buying. But I won't actually make a dent. It'll just ah. keep piling up. Uh, especially if we keep emailing each other with new links, <laughs> because it was, what was the one kill Max engine? And Cyborg. Yeah. All the, right. Oh my God. That looks so cool. Getting fucking kill bots <laughs> in Cyborg that you can drive, like getting mechs in it. Yes. So what I'm really looking forward to is just getting more bookshelves. I don't know where they're going <laughs> to fit in the office. I have to but... buy a new one. I have to buy a new shelf. It's already yep. overcome. Do y'all have any New Year's resolutions? I know we're a little bit after, but our first recording session, really. 
I am going to run a 5K this year, and then nice. as a reward, I'm going to get oh, yeah. a tattoo sleeve. Awesome. Do you know what you're going to get? Sick. I am going to get some tarot cards, uh, the entire Court of Wands. That's awesome. Oh, that's nice. cool. And then another resolution is I want to go to Taiwan with my mother, because she hasn't been back to Taiwan since she immigrated here uh, to the U.S., that sounds like a nice. great trip. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. In the same vein of travel, I'm I have plans to go to Peru this year, go to Machu Picchu. So looking forward to that. Um, like Alex, I have tattoo goals too. I have a half sleeve I'm working on and I need to actually finish up. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh play some things from the flood. Uh we did a lot of tales from the loop. I've had a lot of those games under my belt. It's time to check out the the darker side. Try to check. Time to check out things from the flood. And by the time you check it out, you might be able to f- like follow it up with electric state. Yes, that'd be cool. It's full life. Um, this year, my resolve to play more games. Uh, specifically, I'm looking at public access. Uh, we've had a lot of fun playing those. I know it's kind of out now, and I just really want to get some more of those done and maybe god willing actually do a campaign of it um and i just want to do more of the it's alive's uh we've had a few of those we've gotten to play a few we've gotten to publish and they're just so much fun i, I love playing games with y'all uh and that's wholesome uh, i know it's terrible that's a horrible he didn't resolution. even say most of y'all either like wow that's really <laughs> nice <laughs> was it not implied oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to record more episodes, more uh, more podcast episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be fun. And uh, I need to write more Diggleby stuff, more Professor Diggleby showing up and doing things. I have some vague ideas, but uh, I just always have so much fun coming up with them and then just playing around with people. If I'm really smart, I'll have something ready for a con, and we can actually engage in some in-person Diggleby stuff. Yeah. But no promises i don't know if we'll make the luggage i really hope that you have them in time for chaosium con because <laughs> i love the mental image of you having to go through checked luggage in tsa <laughs> and they pull all of these puppets out sir no no I, just... I can't lose him i can't check him so he has to be in my backpack <laughs> i i just like i want to be on the periphery when i see people that we've never played with before <laughs> like their faces when you just pull up a diggleby puppet in the middle of a call of cthulhu game that's a good point it. i should run the intro one you of that you should. Should. at yeah. the con okay that's I'll, the faces, and then wear an just... rpg reanimator shirt when you do that's how you turn heads <laughs> i want good publicity do that Come for on. a chaos con yeah yeah, yeah. do it should. okay i'll do it because <laughs> i think it'll be it'll be a little difficult to Post some con games at the actual uh, Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah. Mm. My resolutions are nowhere near as fun. Um, I'm working my way through the first year of my postdoc fellowship, and in addition to writing a bunch of scenario stuff for fun, trying to write a lot more academic stuff, get all the stuff from my dissertation actually shipped out. I just got to revise and resubmit on one article, and I've got two others that are under evaluation. My resolution, or at least my goal, is I want to try and send off one article each month this year as a minimum and trying to get more publishing that way in addition to doing stuff for fun. 
like Alex and Holly, I also have some goals for tattoos. It's just the downside is all of the artists that I really love are out of the country. And there's several in Ontario that I'm probably going to just try and like book appointments with two or three of them and then just like make a weekend trip up there to get a couple of different drive up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also want to take this time to just say thanks to everyone who's taken the time to listen and checked out our YouTube page. We've been having a blast these last few months doing these discussions and playing games and just stay tuned. We're going to keep doing them because they're just so much fun. Uh, expect more. It's a live actual plays, more interviews, more just discussions of scenarios. It's so much fun to run through them and then talk through them. I, I'm hoping we can get some guest GMs in there, too, because we just have so many talented friends. All right. Break time's over. Get back to work, you slackers. After having several outpatient visits, uh, we've decided to just bring her on to the staff full time. <gasps> oh my god, what sound was that? She broke the vial. She's killing me. We're back to we're back to three, baby. <laughs> That's really how it goes. I have to kill one of you and take your place. Lex is out. Holly is in. Uh -oh. Until next time. <laughs>